Hey there, guys. Welcome back to episode six of Meme Therapy. Uh, we are skipping episode five. Uh, the episode is still going to be available on YouTube. Uh, I had it with Ben Kramer, uh, my photographer up here for Cabin Fever in Maine. However, because I'm still kind of new to trying to live stream, record on Twitch the podcast episodes, I didn't properly do a sound check. Always do a sound check, guys. The episode is available, but it's super choppy. It has like this robot sound. But, you know, I do. I know I had to come back hard with it. I had to come back hard with a good episode of Meme Therapy. And I actually followed it up with a great guest uh, who's also another comedian who's transitioning to Twitch. Her name is Zilla Vodness, if you guys haven't heard her. She's amazing. I really enjoy this episode because we talk about thirst traps. And Zilla, no matter what, she's a great New York comedian. No matter what medium you put her in, stand-up, as a podcast guest on Twitch, she just shines so much through it. Anyway, guys, enjoy this episode of Meme Therapy, episode 6, featuring Zilla Vodness. Subject matter, thirst traps. Enjoy. Excited for the guest I have today. She is one of the only other comedians I know who is really, besides doing Sam comedy, is switching over to Twitch. And we're on it. We're like, we're like innovating it. We're like crushing it with our own like personalities. And yeah, we're gonna be the future. Uh, I'm gonna send you guys to her channel right after this. But she's fantastic, guys. I'm gonna need you guys to give it up for Zilla Vodnet. Yeah, what up? I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Yo, yeah, exactly. Oh man, yeah, we got some hype going on. Dark Dark Secrets one of your one of your like followers who follow. Dark follows. Secret is not only one of the coolest motherfuckers on Twitch. Dark Secret, he on the come up. He gonna have an entire comedy career in his own. Oh he, really? He, he be lighting up people's. <laughs> he be making. You know, sometimes a comic goes up and they're just okay, and he be tagging their jokes like a fiend. It's hilarious. <laughs> I see now, this you. Is- this 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 is not this is hilarious. I'm like you. I, I'm like the one thing I do like about Twitch is even though like you know we're Sam comedians, we're used to like hecklers coming in, and this is just like a fun way to like feed off a crowd without it being like you know the weird intimate person who's like yelling at you. Yes, and what was also, and this is the one thing I tell comics who do you know you do Zoom shows, you put. Yeah do zoom shows where it's like it's kind of cool because you could take it or leave it meaning like someone it doesn't interrupt your set and also at the end when you go back there's some fantastic takes on your stuff and you know i i like it i like (laughs) yeah but yeah anyway guys uh we like this is how this is how like on point me and zilla are right now we're just like guys i'm gonna introduce her then we're just like oh guys let's just reference back to twitch but zilla <laughs> introduce yourself to people who don't know you um because i get i gave you a bio but i feel like i don't ever give you enough justice because i feel like you do that on your own okay so um i am a person who is a com- uh, comedian uh but i think i work in i don't just do stand-up so for a lot of people, that feels like that weakens the brand. Because I feel like there's purists who be like, oh, you can only do stand-up. And also, I, I do a lot of producing. 
Like I've done Absolutely. live producing and it's weird because in comedy, there's a little bit of a stigma attached to producing. Like, I feel like people think that they're like, so the way I wanted to, to preface this is, so my name's Zilan from Brooklyn, if you can't tell from my hackneyed use of the English language. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm what I'm saying is, uh, when I first started comedy, I didn't like the lineups. I didn't think they were diverse enough. So I went like headlong into producing because I was like, nah, I kind of want to see the show. I want to create the show I'd like to be on. And then what I thought like a dingbat was that other people would produce diverse shows that never happened. So a lot nope. of times, if you ask comedians in New York who I am, they'll be like, oh, that the she produces and then say however many shows. So uh, the reason I like Twitch is because I think it's this really dope marriage of both the comedy and the production side. And also you can go worldwide. You can have anyone. Yeah. Over. No. Yeah, have you have you have you hit that international market yet? Because yeah. yo, they found out I was Filipino somehow, and all of a sudden, just Filipinos just started feeding into my into my chat. Well, but also you not only is you Filipino, you look like the cool Filipino kid from every sitcom in the nineties ever. Oh yeah, what's what's, what's what's good? What's going on? What's 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 good? Yo, this is the this is the third trap episode. That's literally why I'm just showing some guns right now. But yeah, guys, that's yeah, that's Dilavonis. Uh. Seriously, every like it's it's funny because I'm like I guess I'm like the newer comedian who came to New York, also the younger one. But then like if you're if you're not like if you're not on TV immediately, if you're not like a writer in a room, like the younger comics, they're just kind of like not interested or like respect like anyone who like has been part of the scene or contributed to the scene. So I I've always appreciate that about you. Yeah, and they'll <laughs> ask you for shit. That's the shit that, like, kills me. It's like, I'm not a person that's uh very, like, you must do something for me. But I do find it very odd that there's legit, like, so many comics who are great comics in New York have no desire to put on a show. But they would definitely walk right up to you before they even met you and ask for a spot. Oh, so. I know. Absolutely. No, there's so many, there's so many, there's so many takers and there's not really any providers. That's what I've noticed. No, so I feel like that's why I get lost in the sauce, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to give and take and give and take. Exactly. No. Well, that's, that's the thing too, because it's become at least now in New York, like I've like kind of no interest to go back. I'm like, I just made the announcement that Captain Fever's come back. I'm gonna bring up Zilla to Maine. You guys aren't ready for this. <laughs> uh, but no, what the thing that I've noticed now is it's just become like, because the industry before the pandemic was already like really just like one way shifted. So right now it's people who have credits or people who are established holding on to what relevance they have. And then young comics just trade spotting because you need the stage time or whatever. And I'm like, and there's not a lot of people who've built their own stage for themselves. So it's a oh. very, it's very short term, like trade offs. And it just becomes like the performers aren't really like connected to crowds. That's how I feel about it. No, they trade <laughs> and then face coughing is what they doing. Because- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, COVID is live. No, I just, I was just telling someone that I just checked the alert for New York. It's yeah. right fucking red, y'all. Oh, really? Y'all opening. No. Y'all are doing indoor shows. And COVID is as bad here as it was like months ago. So that I think, te- I mean, I'm once again, I, f- I fucks with Twitch. God bless Twitch. We can hang out and not cough in each other's face. God, God bless Twitch. Uh. <laughs> bless but, up. Yeah, no, it's no facts. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is supposed to be a therapy session. So okay. besides, besides like the stress of like, you know, being like you're comfortable, like, you know, streaming 
And then you got to like, you know, you got your reputation that you're coming back into the scene, not like, you know, lost in the sauce, everything like that. I guess, uh, how are you doing? Let's start with that. How are you doing pandemic wise with like, you know, the vaccines and everything going on right now in your life and streaming and whatnot? Get it all off your chest. <laughs> um, how am I doing? <laughs> I am, you know, um, there is a, a, uh, that kitten on the branch. Like, you know how there's the kitten on the branch, uh, like poster that was like one of the proto memes. It was, a, and it was like, just hanging on or hang on. Right. <laughs> um, there's a second one that says, Oh fuck. And it's the kitten like flying through the air. <laughs> that's, that's me a little bit right now. Um, it's very tough. Um, I think the emotional impact of, uh, uh, of course, something that I love dearly, me, me realizing that a little bit of my therapy, which was comedy, being snatched away in a time when I needed therapy more than ever has been interesting. I'm really grateful for the pivot to virtual. And I'm like, like uh, people like you, thank you so much. Uh, emotionally, I'm just grateful. There was a brief period of time uh, where I had uh, some. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, my, my, my cut out for a second. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, we, uh, there was a brief period of time where I was worried that a few of my family members were not going to get vaccinated. Okay. Very hard. But now it seems like I've either, you know, like beaten them in arguments to the point and or threatened their, their, their entire existence enough to where like everything's on track. Like there was a period of time where my father's in Puerto Rico and, you know, there's a colonialism has had a long history of fucking people over. So he was just like, I don't think I'm going to get back. So that's been super stressful, like trying to get all the old heads and everybody in my family taken care of. But in regards to me, the best way I could put this, Marcus, is that this pandemic has revealed that one in three people, this is my data, is a fucking asshole. And nope. it's to, nope. it's hard to come back from that. I was raised very much with the like, it sounds lame. Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, each one teach one. We help each other. And I've seen a lot of people not help each other. So I think that it's it's definitely a, a you know, in the like graphic novelization of whatever is going to come of my life. This is definitely a turning point. The pandemic is definitely like I think people would be foolish not to have learned at least a little something. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no, absolutely. Uh, that's that's like that's an interesting take on it too. Where you is it because of like you said that your family had a hard time just like taking the vaccine? Was it? I don't know. My family's a bunch of doomsday preppers, so they didn't oh, want to. Oh, no. They didn't want oh. it. It was so funny. Everybody was showing their like one year anniversary like pictures. Oh yeah, that's a flex. That's a flex right now. The one that popped <laughs> up for mine was me taking a picture of my full cabinets with rice and canned goods to send to my mother because yep. she was very much a like, do you have? And then in college, it's like, I'm sorry. That it said, do you have like, you know, evaporated milk, like crazy shit, like shit that, you know, and I had all of that shit and I, it's got me through it. But I think the, what <laughs> I, when I say things have been difficult, it's just been, I think for a period of time, I was like, maybe we'll get, like, maybe there'll be changes in healthcare. It was the summer fucked me up. The summer, the way I feel like a lot of people didn't learn from the summer, so many people plainly stating what was wrong, like Black Lives Matters protest, intersectionality yep. with uh, 
universal health care, intersectionality with voting rights and and this like beautiful braid of like, oh, shit, could we get our shit? Could America? <laughs> and then, of course not. But like, I think it's been really fucking weird to me to see like, you know, um, people kind of I think right when we hit January, a lot of people already like, OK, knock it off, disenfranchised people. We just want to go back to normal. Yeah, this back to normal. Yeah, fucking normal. So I think that has been tough. And of course, have I learned that I can't like step to the dinner party or step, you know, (laughs) (laughs) to your good time and bring it down. And also bringing what I can of that bring to stage, like to what frustrations I can bring to stage. Because the one thing I will tell you is that this whole shit and the election and everything, it absolutely made me realize you should or you should or get off the pot. Like when it comes to like, I don't know if I want to be political. <laughs> Either you are, or you aren't. Yeah, and no. you don't have to be, but there's no, don't, you don't get away with saying like, I'm the griot. I'm the one who speaks truth to power as a comic and then never fucking say anything weighty because that's not how it works. No, that's true. That's true. That's, that's how I feel with like a lot of like, there's still like that one entertainer who I'm like, it's been like so like politics have just been forced upon a lot of us and there's still like the one entertainer who wants to go on stage and like distract them from what's going on in the world i'm just like how do you how do you perform how do you perform that like avoidant like world how do you how do you do that and even at the minimum man just one and done yeah have a fucking one-liner yeah (laughs) and and be done with it but there was literally like you know uh I recently saw someone do really well with uh, COVID material. I've seen some people do really badly with it. I've seen people do COVID material and bring a room down. But I have truly heard people be like, oh, well, I'm never doing COVID material. I'm never doing uh, political humor. And it's like, cool. But you do know then all you're doing is low-hanging fruit because like the, 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 the highest echelon. So if it's like, if it's a food pyramid, you know how sugars is all the way on the top? It's it's the littlest bit. Yes. Like puns and shit is at the bottom. Then you get harder and harder and harder and more. And you have to work very hard to tell those jokes. That doesn't mean you just like, nah, I ain't going to do that. No, you fucking try. You know, like if you could get a political statement, it's like when they give dogs medicine. If you could get a political statement into a fucking set, and people not notice and have a fucking blast rock. It's not the peak of what we're looking for, but there's people who are like, they think it's so weird that people want to talk about anything that's going on. They think it's a like joy, a killjoy, you know? Yeah. No. And I'm like, that's the thing is like, you know, as a comedian or entertainer, you're still able to take whatever like is thrown at you and turn it into something fun. That's we can all connect over. Cause that's how I feel about comedy. I know how you feel about it. Oh, absolutely. And that doesn't mean, but it just kills me that you be people, there'll be people that'll be like, I don't know, man, if I mention the president, I might bring the crowd down. And then they step out and they go, so I have depression and my girlfriend won't fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dang, man. Like, it's all in how you say it. It's all in how you say it. You can do depression jokes. I encourage people, if you can, create an awareness for anything. You know, like, it's like a, I don't know if you know Irene Marrow. She's yeah. a comic. She does a like when I tell you one of the most expertly done series of rape jokes that is like I've seen her kill. And yeah. that, then I hear other people be like, you can't do rape jokes. No, you can. It's just incredibly fucking hard. But there are people who do them. Yeah. That's what I mean. I'm, I guess I was just thinking like 
So you know how like the WAP performance that like yeah. lit up Twitter, right? So people were all like, "Oh, I can't believe women would do that." And then other people were like, "Women could do whatever they want, whatever." You know, there's both sides of that. There was more po political discourse about that Grammys performance than there was about the fucking death toll in this country. Yeah, true, true. So true, that's true. all I'm saying is like, I don't. Yeah, we can argue about that, but can we also? Talk about like, you know, not that there's humor yet to be found there. The thing that scares me is someone tweeted today. There is no media that has to do really with the Spanish flu, because as soon as it was cured, nobody wanted to fucking talk about it anymore. Yeah, and yeah. I get that. But also, do we really want to do that again? Yeah, yeah. Do we want to forget and just like become really like avoidant of like what happened? Because I'm like, let let all this transform you. Let this make you a better person. That's make I you think tougher. Yes. Do I uh, in a million years? I, I I would never wish what has happened to all of us collectively on anyone, especially for people. You know, you got people that like lost large swaths of their family. Yeah, right? exactly. That but it's like trial by fire. Like we come out of this better. No, not the same. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we're coming. We're coming out of this like battle ready. Like I already cut out all the people. If if it's a worse pandemic, if it's a zombie apocalypse, I'm like, I already know. I've already made my cuts. I'm just like, eh, we're good. But I'm like, because you're not you in. See the way they've been <laughs> acting, you're like, oh, I can't fuck with this person. <laughs> like, that's what I mean. To see that, like, one in three people in my timeline have zero regard for human life. And all it took was some simple shit. You know, like, I still, it still blows my mind. When I hear, and that's the thing too, when people do COVID materials, sometimes they'd be doing COVID materials and they'd be like, so these masks suck. Am I right? Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Of course the mask fucking sucks. Nobody likes the mask, but like, then you, you, you're encouraging. I had a, I had a close friend do anti-vax material and I was heartbroken, you know, yeah. like. I, I get it. You know, nobody's going to snatch the mic from them or step through the virtual screen and pat yeah. them on the head. But like, Really? That's what you chose? And that's, yeah. I think, what's been interesting to see what people opted into. Yeah. Like you said, well, do you say prep? I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like that's I feel like that's also like the delay on the vaccine because everyone's just like, all right, which vaccine are you taking? The Johnson, the Johnson one shot doesn't seem like stable for a lot of people. And then there's people who are like uh, Pfizer or Moderna. And then people are like, where is it coming from? I was like, all right. I was like, I was like, as long as it gets it taken care of, because we all eat really shitty stuff. And that's just part of it but i'm like unless you have like a scientific reason like why you wouldn't it's no it's just a bunch of like people on the street just saying like oh yeah this is why but the internet is terrible because there's just so many like validating websites you can go to be like no see and then because i've got i've gotten in this argument with friends and then they'll pull up a website that i'm just like i know what the website says but find me 20 and i'm like I'm like asking for a report and it's like, it's, it's a battle that you really can't win because someone out there will back up what they say. So it just feeds into like this. Are there more of us or more of them? That's what I've seen. Absolutely. And I do think there's a level of classism that's uh, also with the, with the vaccinations that's really fucked up. Uh, I don't think, I think it would benefit us all if people just got the vaccination and posted that they got the vaccine, and not the brand. Um, I think that feeds into, it reminds me very much of when I was a high school teacher and kids would be like, ew, you got free lunch and the free lunch would be like three times better than the, whatever the other kid had in their paper bag. But it was just the stigma. 
Yeah, it was the it was the brand. It was the brand. <laughs> it's, it's the brand. It's the lack of brand or type of brand, and I I really wish shit like that would go away. But that being said, they couldn't vaccinate me quick enough, and if I got Johnson, I'd be like, woo, one and done. You know, like yeah, yeah. Like I I look forward to the day, and uh, I shout out to everyone who is getting vaccinated, and you know, shout out to the essential workers who are making that happen. But yeah, no, the internet's clownery because you know, and I love the internet. But the internet will be like, yo the answer's right there and they'll be like nah son i saw it on another post (laughs) (laughs) like no we actually have like you know that being said completely understand people's reticence uh when they're um people of color people have been disenfranchised through weird medical like what um colonialist countries have done to people using vaccinations as a coverall they've tested things on people like like i understand where people's concerns come from but i think at this point so much human life has been lost that like the smartest choice is just to be like yo get vaccinated would i rather die drop dead of a vaccination than die not being able to breathe in a packed uh fucking emergency room you know you cut you you I, I mean, it's like Mob Deep. There's a war going on outside. <laughs> it's like Mob Deep. <laughs> what are we fucking doing? And this, this is why, this is why I was like so excited to have you on specifically. Also, just like on this because I'm like I decided to start streaming on Twitch uh, because you are such an animated person, and like literally any subject matter, even as dark as it gets, it can get super fun. Also, I love this because you're sitting in your chair, but you're also a comedian. Who even on camera, like you, you this New York, you you pump fake, you pump no. fake during your sets. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah. There's not a lot of comedians who stand like you see the comedian like Mike lean or get awkward. I'm just like, this is why I love Zillow because Zillow will just like, no, <laughs> it's like an, it's like an argument that you get at the bodega. And yeah, I'm just like, absolutely. when did this happen? Why did I get this most like this New York experience thrust <laughs> upon me? I'm just like, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you guys want a true New York experience. Have Zilla rant at you and then just like flex at you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying not to. That's one thing that like the one what we were talking earlier about comedy that's like changed is the one thing I did truly understand is there's no point in ranting. You really when you talk about the tough stuff, you got to write it. You got to write it over and over and over and edit and modify. When you go off the top of your dome on a thing that you feel uh, very passionately about it is a recipe for fucking disaster you end up like latter years i'm sorry i'm gonna say it you end up like latter years Chappelle, where it's like baby i love where you're going with this but this is a post-it and i need you to write the joke that goes with this premise oh you yeah know? no yeah yeah no, no there's definitely do that because he's Chappelle and he's established he's putting all his years so yeah but you got young bucks Coming to New York to do the Chappelle thing. You're not there yet. You will never be there probably. Like Chappelle is on a whole nother level. But do you know what I mean? You can't just roll up and be like, you know, I had someone recently who's a very good comic rolled up and was just like, I'm fucking mad. And like spent the 10 minutes just being mad. Just being angry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You're just like, all right. (laughs) You know, I get it. But also like, it's a comedy show, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, make it, make it, make it funny. May, may, if you're gonna be angry, do it Eddie Pepitone style and just be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> the best special of the year." Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah, the best special of la- of last year 
hands down. I remember being so burnt that on good ones on Vulture that they didn't give it to him. They gave him like honorable mention. Like he was in the top 20, not the top 10. And I was like, nah, man, you're talking about that dude made a Batman joke that was like porn, <laughs> but then also made fun of Betsy DeVos, the like Department of Education. Like he's operating on so many fucking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, he's uh, like every like I watched it with I showed that special to my camera guy. Um, and then I showed it to him and his roommates and he's like, Eddie, Eddie Pepitone is like, there's so many comedians who have like the stand-up format, which is a set of punchline storytelling. And I'm like, Eddie Pepitone is pure absurdist, which isn't seen at like you, you see, you see a couple absurdist comedians who have like a shtick or something like that. But Eddie's like able to like, I say, I would say tone switch from like angry to sympathizing. You get to see both sides of like the anger and the pain. And it's just the way that he changes it up is 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 like truly like art. That's like all I see. Every time I see Eddie Pepto, I'm like, it's art. Like this rant has like meaning. His act outs are crazy. His crowd work. No, his crowd work. What does he he open he's he opens up the special with I'm on Molly. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, yes. what what is this? I'm on Molly. I love the uh I wave at boats. I wave at boats, but only, you know, pleasure cruisers and like, what? But it's great. It's so great. And also his just uh, his ways bit. Yeah. It's a bit about like, wait, I, okay. So the first time I listened to that special was um, on Spotify and yeah. I was in traffic. And when you in traffic and you hear him talking about traffic, that shit hits. Yep. I'm like yep. dying. And then also what I like so much about him is that he doesn't, he doesn't walk away from, you know, he's able to make fun of his lack of, of career, which is heartbreaking to me. He should have the biggest career. He, he breaks away from, he like makes fun of that and then pivots and then makes fun of the government and then pivots and then does like a, a fake downy ad. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's just like, it's, it's just moves so quickly. And like he, on one of his older albums, he talks shit on gentrified Brooklyn, which is crazy. Cause it's like 10 years ago and he's still talking shit on gentrified Brooklyn. Yeah. But you get what I mean? Like he just, and it was because he was at union hall. So he's yeah. at union hall and he's like, Oh, I'm going to make fun of y'all. Y'all got a meatball shop or whatever shit he says to them. And you know, it's like, he goes from silly. I think absurdism is a very big part of, uh, especially when you get political. I think you need to be an absurdist because I think that takes the edge off. In yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. You can't be, you can't be like, even though they're saying it, like, you know, you have to understand the context that this is all a joke. And then if it's too absurd, then no one can ever like, you know, you can't like, you can't like, like what I guess bloggers do, which is like, you know, you quote it, you take the joke verbatim and without context, then it doesn't become a joke. It just becomes like a tool that people use against comedians. So. No, and even like Carlin, when he did all of his atheism stuff, he had to cut that with absurd, absurd, silly, silly yeah. shit. Because, you know, it's that like, um, come play with me over here, but then also we're going to do this. But then we're going to go back to here and you love that. But also I'm going to, you know, like you have to, like it's, it's, it's a lot. But I just, I, uh, another thing, oh, real quick, one thing that really bothers me about, like, so we were talking about summer before, uh, the last couple of things I've seen, especially on Twitter, there's some people who, are not of certain cultures talking about shit that is cultures that do not belong to them still in the Lord's year 2020. And I don't understand that. If I can 2021, we're here. Yeah, 2021. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, even like, so, you know, I see Asian comics sound off on like yesterday, like the Oscars, right? That Bam yep. 
stealing in variety, that fucking bullshit, right? But then you see like, you know, these like guys take a stab at it and you're like, baby, no, no, this is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, don't make that joke. That's not for you to make, you know? Like, it's weird. I feel like I would just wish people listen, were, were um, people always say read the room and I feel like people forget. Oh, no, people, people are like, that's like a hard thing too that I think people are going to like realize it's like, I'm like, unless you've really been paying attention, it's it's going to be hard to reread a room of people who've been through a pandemic. Like you got to we all kind of have to reset. Um, The big fear that I have is like the reintroduction into society. Like I have real fears about that for some for some reason. I'm like, because like even now, even now, I, like I've, I've joked about it because I've seen my friends who've been in the relationships who had someone for the quarantine. But I've also talked to them and be like, yeah, I think we're breaking up or doing something separate because now it's just like whoever i when you go back into the dating pool or you go back into the socializing pool you have to realize i'm like because you've i've dropped a bunch of like meaningful relationships because the quarantine like really just was like oh nope not really not your best interest not like you know not like you know supportive not like looking like you know not not accessible i'll say that because that was a big one too um was that the thing that I enjoyed was the accessibility of people because now we all have free time. So that should have been easier, but then it was just like, there are people just who made themselves unaccessible. And like, you know, I've had that period of withdrawal too, but like, you know, you just, you just kind of have to vocalize it, but there are people who just would like leave me on red, no, no response. And then now with like the reintroduction, it's like every new relationship I'm like kind of like approaching is just like, is it like, cause now I've dropped like, I'd say meaningful relationships. Now it's like new people coming in. I'm like, are they worth the time? And that's like a real concern. And I haven't really met any new people, which is, I'm like, I don't know why. I'm just like, oh man, this is going to suck. Cause even like networking, I don't miss networking at all. <laughs> oh, and I agree with you where it's like, is this worth my time? I think the one thing that like, and I, as a person who, who uh, trips the light, fantastic is how I'll put it. <laughs> Um, I've known that time is like a construct in many ways, right? Yeah. But, but what's weird is this was the longest, shortest, weirdest. This was like such a bizarre, like being uh stuck in our homes really felt like forever and nothing. And I think you what you does make you realize is, and that's why I think it goes back to in the comedy, you know, um time is money, time is more than money time is value time is love like giving time to people so it's like i kept thinking back on it was rare i did it but i kept thinking back on like times i'd seen you know comics go on stage when a real life club with real life people before we had to worry about our germs and like the fucking fear of god but like <laughs> going on stage and being like well i don't care if y'all laugh because i'm not here to entertain you and it's like no, no. Now, like, so if I applied your logic to like that, like all relationships where you're like, oh, I don't care. I don't know. Maybe I'll see you or maybe I said I was going to meet you in the city. But then you know what? I couldn't make it last minute. No, no. Time has fucking value now. Yeah. So, like you really like you realize life is very short. So like that's yeah. the one thing that's just like woulda, coulda, shoulda. I went through everything that I could have done better when I had stage time or when I had could see my friends. I was thinking about how like I'd become really disenfranchised with going to the club. I would give good money to go to the fucking club one last time before this pandemic because now I don't even I don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. 
No I facts. Went, the last club like thing I went to was I went to a uh, roller disco and I, I suck at skating. So I literally like did it for a little bit. and was like, this sucks and left. And I was like, yo, I would have fallen on my ass multiple times if I could go back and do it again. Yeah. I valued that experience. And I think with what you're saying, it's like the homies now, you know, I saw I've seen my closest best friend masked up tested up twice in this entire pandemic. This is my homegirl who I've known since 13. She lives not even that far from me, but because she has a family, I have a family. Uh, we, you know, we don't want to get anybody sick. And also I would, I don't think I could ever get over that, you know, like just being haphazard. The two times we have seen each other have felt like pure, like adrenaline and like every great, Oh my God. So <laughs> You now putting that to context when she opens back up, we're gonna be choosy. We're gonna be like, nah, you you made me mad last time. Yeah, gonna... yeah. Oh no, there's like demerits and like friend like friendship marks against them. Friendship. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you get more time now because of that of that time. That's <laughs> what I mean. And and also like uh uh for me, I think a real big change is you know, I used to very easily commute two hours because I live in a part of Queens by the shore that's very far away from the city, but still in the five boroughs. Yeah, and like I used to commute maybe two hours, uh, an hour and a half going, sometimes an hour back, sometimes more, sometimes less. Uh, so it's round trip, a little over two hours, two and a half. I'm not doing that shit. What am I going to fucking commute? And then like for, for just one stage time, like one 10 yeah, minute. Yeah. Set, one I, small set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so now I have to get better at it. Like, you know, I got to book better or I have yeah. to schedule better. And what I'm ending probably going to end up doing is like, whenever I have a show doing another show or going to see my friends then, but this like feeling of like, especially in, in places with subways where it's just like, yeah. I'm on the subway, even though people can still get sick. What are they saying? Next November, right? Is one yeah. like it's Ali, supposed to be Ali. like, yeah, back, back, back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, you value shit. So I feel that 100 percent Yeah. No, that's 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 just that's just that's just the real fear that I'm just like the reintroduction that I'm just like, I'm not ready for. Also, I've become like accustomed in what I'm willing to do. It's kind of like the office worker because now people are just like, because I'm like remote work, like you know, we're like still figuring out is like remote work gonna be permanent or are we going to be going back into the offices or like what's going on there with like how we operate now because a lot of people have just become good at working remotely yes and i think there are absolute benefits to working remotely and i think if i had to guess and put my money in vegas i think we're gonna fumble the working remote bag in the same way that we fumbled the possibility of better healthcare. Yep. Going to end up happening is I think uh, people are going to draw a line. Uh, businesses are going to draw a line in the sand. They're going to say, okay, either you come back or you don't. And there's going to be so many other people willing to do anything just for work because that's how hurting the find like the the you know the economy's hurting. So like yep. people are going to go back to work, and I, that's what scares me is that like we're really in this like delicate time where we could do great things. Or we can really shit the bed. And I worry because, yo, lots of people have benefited from uh, remote learning. I mean, remote yeah. learning and, and even remote uh, remote teaching. People have benefited from remote work. That being said, do I think I think little kids should be in the they need to be in the classroom because it's oh, like, yeah. No, uh, so, social skills yeah social <laughs> skills. you know, because look at me. I I think I went I did a couple of rooftop shows over summer 
the minute I open my mouth, people be like, hey, Zilla. I'd be like, oh, my God, how are you? I'm so cool. Because I had no fucking social skills. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on break for so long that I was just like prattling and then being like. <gasps> and then it's like, no, girl, you need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got you step, step step back. I know you haven't seen people. We could tell. It's showing. You're out here. You're trying to be like, yo, let's become best friends. You be, you become like the drunk girl at the bar who's found another girl. And you're like, let's oh my be god. best friends. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, are you here alone too? Oh my god, we should be like besties. You know? I know the way the way that I've seen like the female friendship, and I I wish guys could do this. Is usually it's a, one female like complimenting one item on the female, and then that starts the conversation, and they're locked in. Like I can't go up to a dude and be like, "Hey, dude, I like your hat." Well, I guess I could with sports, but I can't <laughs> give like, "Hey, I really like your jacket." And then we're friends, like we're united. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, people don't understand the power of compliments, and I wish they really did. Like that's the one thing. You all of the crowd work. Unless you're that comic who, like, you, some people, some audiences love the abuse, and there's abusive comics who kill. You know that they yeah, do yeah. very well. But it's like, for the most part, you're supposed to be just peppering people in the audience with, like, awesome energy. Yes. And I think telling people they look great, it always, it depends on where you work. I worked at one place where people were, like, okay about it, but I went, <laughs> I switched <laughs> jobs as a teacher, and I worked at another school where it seemed like, I guess, no one complimented each other. So, like, I just walked by and be like, wow, those shoes are dope. And they were like, what is what <laughs> like, come up to my room later and be like what do you mean i'm like oh your shoes are great and they'd be like oh okay cool and like walk away being like what is this thing she's doing <laughs> it's just like like why i don't know if i if i have a nice thing to say to someone and i find the opportunity to say it i will do i understand that some people just never want to talk to anybody yeah like i'm not gonna roll up on someone on the train yeah I, i've done it but it's mixed results. Oh yeah, no, no, it's all like on the on the subway. I don't know. As a guy, no matter what, I have this automatic like. If I say something to a stranger, I'm an automatic creep. There's unless I'm surrounded with people who are like, oh no, he's with a gay person, a black person. You know, he's very accepting. This is very meaningful. But by myself, if I say a compliment to any random stranger on the subway, it's just that. But also, New York is different because it's just like everyone has everyone has fuck you energy. It's like I'm walking here. Like that's the energy that people carry themselves with in New York a lot. Honestly, <laughs> I think it's the, the stress. You know what I yeah. mean? I think the minute you take a New Yorker, they used to have this program called Outward Bound, which was like you would take uh, young, you know, like um, at-risk teens, and you would take them camping. And they Oh, all, yeah, bring them to the woods. Make sure yeah. they see, see, see they fear. All, <laughs> they all opened up and became fully, you know, formed, calm humans, and then went right back to New York, and it just regressed, you know? Because I just think, I think yeah. it's, the, it's the environment more than anything. Um, oh yeah, yeah no. The, I go to Atlanta when I I have a homegirl in Atlanta. When I visit her in Atlanta, by the time I get back on the plane to New York, I'm just like a little bucket of sunshine. And then once I get processed through JFK, I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's just realistically, it's the overwhelming air of well, the bad air quality, but also the fact that you're definitely paying a bill way too high just being in New York. Yes, <laughs> that's that's it. Just this financial like ah. Uh, paying to like be in debt yes and from the minute you get in the cab and you watch him in real time go the longest way possible back to your crib just the meter go 
That's what I mean. You know, you're like, oh, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you watched The Simpsons, but there's an episode of The Simpsons, like old, where they went to New York. And in the end, they're driving on the bridge away back to Springfield and they're behind a garbage truck and a piece of trash hits Homer in the face. And that's like, then the credits roll. And it's just, that's, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it's a beautiful, wonderful, it's my city and I'm proud. But when New York wants to be unkind to you, it will not even think twice. Yeah. yeah. You know? how, so. yeah how, how do you feel about everyone who left and then all the people who are going to be coming back in, which is the inevitable wave because you got the economy needs to be fed by people moving in. And then the people who left, you know, they, okay. they, they left. <laughs> so, um, the thing I feel the most strongly about people who left is I don't want to hear people saying things like New York is dead. I think that yep. was bizarre. I thought it was very hurtful. I thought it was very fucked up. And people thought it was like the most hilarious thing when everything happened. And I actually have a joke uh, that I uh, started telling where I talk about how I think people ignored COVID because it was New Yorkers dying first. And they were like, ah, fuck them. You know, like they just yeah. like people really, truly think that like New York uh, is like a, a cesspool. But, you know, they'll send their kids fresh out of college to go follow their dreams. But like nobody ever settles down here. So it was a very big reveal that like a lot of people who were here were here not uh, because they had to be or not like they were like, I'm grinding. But then they escaped to another place. Yeah, uh, There was people, close friends that didn't want to leave and had to. Yeah. Right. So that like I don't I have no ill towards anyone who like nor nor um, no ill feelings towards anybody who left. I do. I did hate the people who left and then were like, New York is dead. It'll never be the yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just shut up. Also, New York is about as dead as Jason is at the end of every fucking movie. <laughs> you, know, you know the hand coming out of the fucking Hudson River. To oh, yeah. Qu qu question mark. Bloody question mark <laughs> on screen. Like, what are we? Is it over? We don't know. And then the. Like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. So it's like <laughs> the fact that people said that was just like absurd to me. And also, New York has been through much worse. I'm like. It, I'm totally dating myself here, but like I grew up when like crack and like like was on the streets of New York and like there like uh, there were the homeless was just like you couldn't go somewhere without seeing like you know there wasn't as many shelters and there was so it's like to hear people be like oh my god they shut the city down like Trader Joe's is closed New York is dead it's like weird um I hope people come back uh the one thing that's never gonna come back to New York is parking and or yeah. I think it's gonna fill up now. I think it's gonna be a whole different vibe. I think it's gonna enter yeah. a whole new uh thing. The one thing I hope it just put a bucket of like a I hope it was a cold shower to a bunch of little girls who saw sex in the city and thought they was gonna come here and live that life. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's that's my that's my favorite. That's also like I'll say it's because I have a lot of friends who moved from LA to New York. And they had this like whole like they'll take me to like the place with a cover and I'm just like living my best like dive bar life. Like yes. I'm going to I'm going to be a side adventure episode of Sex in the City, which is like I slept with a guy from Brooklyn. And I'm like, that's my one episode. But I'm like, I'm like, that's most of the nights. That's actually the, what the whole series should be. Not these like nights out where you're like, oh, yeah, I met a CEO. I mean, you could still hook up with bangers. Bang like that was the most accurate thing. I'm like, there's a lot of bangers. I'm like, yep, that's gonna be it. Yes. <laughs> the one thing I will think is going to happen is I just think it's going to be a much more affluent place because I think that the pandemic flushed out a bunch of people who were making it, rightfully yep. so, but check to check. And that is the true lifeblood of New York. But yeah, now, now it's gonna be 
fight eye cats cats who had the money to snap up I, the, the between saying new york is dead and a, there was a couple of people who i respected in comedy who said shit like so glad some of y'all left got a much cheaper much bigger apartment shut the fuck up like don't yeah. don't do that don't do yeah. that like that's your that's literally you are banking on people's misery but yeah. if i think it's going to change absolutely i'm really worried about um there is no middle class in new york anymore no no that's i think going to become much worse and i think the hoarding of wealth in new york is going to be just like you said i think every club's going to have an exorbitant cover yeah. uh and i think there is the the dive bars a lot of them closed we lost some yeah. great news so that sucks you know yeah exactly um i don't think we're gonna get 4 a.m last call which was like li literally like the game changer because like i when i came back to maine i'm like we are used to like the 1 a.m last call and the thing is we just got drunk as hell right before it ended and then we had to like wait we we just had to stumble around cold being drunk until we sobered up or got a ride we're just like all right well in new york the 4 a.m last call because the subways is you got drunk you ate dinner at midnight then you got drunk again and you just would figure it out there because i'm like i don't think that's i don't think the 4 a.m last call is coming back no no and also i um like oh yo you've been to mcdougall right so you oh, yeah do you know that little cafe that's next to the cellar where like everybody's sitting on top of each oh, other olive tree yeah. yeah like shit like that what are we doing with that there's no way there's no way yeah. but in many ways low-key like it, it shouldn't have taken a pandemic cdc should have been about in these people's like hey what are we doing you're breathing you're putting people on top of each other because they've been occupancy laws they've been skirting occupancy laws in major cities for a very long time yeah 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 i've gone to some especially like uh club stuff like you know club or bar stuff i've gone to things where i've been like that one old lady in the back like this is a fire hazard <laughs> So like <laughs> that whole modality of like New York, but I think there's going to be a speakeasy culture and that makes me even more sad. I think yeah. there's going to be like weird, like, Oh, you want to, you want to breathe in someone's face? Hey, do you want to go maskless? And like, Oh, there's gonna, yeah. There's going to be some weird fetish people. Right. Yeah, for and, sure. and like, and like bragging about like, Oh, I went to this club and it was like 19, it was like 2019 up in that bitch. Like, it, it, cause people don't <laughs> learn. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, no, people, people, people are gonna get the rush. It's like, it's like, it's like pulling out. I'm just like, yeah, I didn't wear a mask. It's like, what? No, just <laughs> no. why, 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 why are you like this? Why did this happen? And it's so, it's so contrarian. And that's what I think is like, man, y'all are really basic. You know, yeah. like literally, you, you know, you watch these old movies and like, I, I'm not one for patriotism, but you've been watching these old movies and they'll be like, all we had to do to save everybody was eat less wheat or like <laughs> the iron or we didn't use less cotton or whatever shit that they used to do with like in wartime and they were like hey wear a paper mask and people were like no way jose yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yo zilla i'm gonna say this because i'm like i've just been noticing this your like white woman or customer service voice is on point i'm just like oh man i'm like I like the switch right there. I'm just like, yep, yeah, okay, cool. I'm like, Zilla's definitely won an argument with customer service. Been like, excuse me. <laughs> oh, you know, my favorite thing about that has been, uh, so when this is years ago, I used to work. You, you know, I don't know if you know of Hershey Park Hotel Hershey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hotel in Hershey. So you you have to have like operator voice. It wasn't sorry to bother you like level voice, but I had like you know a hotel voice. And this one time we used to get people coming up from New York. So I lived in PA. 
And I'm a New Yorker. But when you're in any other state other than New York and you're a New Yorker and you check into a fucking hotel, everybody's like, oh, the fucking New Yorker. Everybody, everybody. Yeah. So I'd be there and be like, damn, you know, I'm not going to say nothing. But like, so this guy was just like, oh, I don't know. It says the entrance, but I'm looking for the exit. And finally, I was like, sir, sir, let me tell you something. You need to go through that exit. I said the opposite. I did New York voice. And he was like, oh, shit. OK, ma'am. And he like found his way. Yeah. Just like, buddy, we're not doing this, you know. It's it's, it's a confidence. It's a confidence in New York. That's what comes. You you have the confidence of someone who has been on a subway that was stopped in the tunnel with no heat, with no lights, while a homeless person is next to you, while a rich person is complaining to his wife, while a kid like cries at you, uh, and then and then for some reason you also walk outside and the pigeon shits on you. That's like the that's the resolve. That's why that's why it's respected, but also people are afraid of it. I've had I've had a pigeon crash into me like in my 38 years of living three times and it's never any easier. And the last time it came back in my head and I was mad as hell because it just you want to take a fully scalding hot shower like immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to burn that part of your head with that. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like, I definitely have the next bird flu. Yeah. Like, going on there. No. And then they find out that like rats in New York have like like even un un um they have like all different types of diseases like uh that they're like some of these we don't even recognize it's like yeah. oh, oh no oh my god what was it the pandemic my favorite rat story and this is very new york it's like yeah they're like uh because of everyone like moving out and everyone not eating and having like throwing their food on the street anymore it's like the rats are eating each other. I'm just like, that's just, that's, yeah, that's some rat, that's some New York rat shit right there. <laughs> People were littering and the rats were like, knock if you buck. And they were breaking yeah. into like fancy restaurants. Wasn't yeah, that the thing? They yeah. Were like, they were like, they're eating, they're cannibalizing each other. Rats, and that's the thing where people like New York, um, you know, New York is dead. Like, I don't know if there's a book called Rats and it's about, it's like a scientific study and like this thing all about rats and the, where they tracked the rats was in downtown, like South Street. Uh, in New York. Yeah. Well, in, oh. So that's like the, that's what, that's the FIDI or water yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wall Street. Yeah. Wall, Wall Street, Water Street. And they pointed out that that portion of New York is actually built in many places on top of other, like, you know, kind of like the Seattle thing where Seattle's much more where they like built new on old, but yeah. like, uh, so that's why the rats here will never go away because there's so much space for them to just have a time underground. They're like, yep. rats is going to be fine. That's why New York is never going to be dead. It'll be rat city. Maybe. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm like really hoping that I can like come back to New York and I just get to live in like a Ninja Turtle situation because like I'm I'm willing to pay that at this point. I'm just like fuck it. I'm here. I'm like, do I come up from the sewers? Yeah, it's whatever. It's, what was the thing is... they did in Spider Man? <laughs> that one last Spider Man movie it was like FDRs, like where FDR used to go in and out of the hotel. Was yeah, where... yeah, yeah. No, there's mad hidden <laughs> shit. Empty subway. Yo, we could kill it in an empty subway station. What? Well, oh, oh okay. Yo, yo, if you guys are watching this, this is the secret <laughs> show. That means we're planning right now. The, the, shut, the shutdown L, L stop that no one knows about oh. anymore. <laughs> but yes. And I will say this much, though. The, you said secret show. I'm going to take a moment to just make a little fun of people being like, yo, super hyper secret show. I'm putting this on Instagram to let you know there's a super hyper secret show. It's not <laughs> anymore. You fucking yeah. put it on the gram. Yeah. Oh no, there's there, there's still some there's still some marketing where people are like, it's like, oh, this is like the underground show. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Everyone here, everyone on the show is known. I'm like, what? 
It's like, how is this? How is this underground? How is this independent? What? I'm like, everyone here has an agent. And Teller, <laughs> there is still not a venue that does a blue night. Like, I'm yeah. so mad that like there's none of that. That's what I'm missing from New York. And that's the one thing I will say. Like, I've been reading like uh, so this whole time I've been reading like uh, comic biographies to kind of make up for like the the missing of the like culture, you know, yeah. like missing of the green room, missing hanging out with, uh, you know, comics. And when you read the Lenny Bruce bio. Yeah, how and, to talk dirty and influence yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I read that too. And when you read uh, like a bio where they say that in 1974, a person was getting paid $75 a spot. It makes you think twice about what the fucking God's name did we do wrong? Yeah. In comedy that in now 2021, you don't get paid. I think the new biggest thing, there's a comedy club that's been bragging that they're they're giving train fare, which is great, but also that leads to a bigger talk. No, like yeah, yeah. train fare is a start, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that 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 one that's one that's a start. And it's like, you know, you know that it's not who would be given like the check spots while not normally operates. That's like the unfortunate part. Yes. And that and that's also like that's the one thing I'm interesting. Uh, I'm interested to see. I think there's going to be a lot more bringer shows uh, oh, yeah. yep. because they're, you know, these restaurants and venues, not a fault of their own. They got to make money. Right. Yeah. So it's like what makes them the most money. So you're going to see a lot of shows where like a great headliner and then a bunch of unknowns and it was a bringer. Or like, you know, yeah. And so I'm just I'm I'm kind of waiting patiently to see what it looks like here. Uh, the one thing I will say New York really got called out on is that we don't have enough outdoor venues and we should. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was that was we the big should have one. more beer gardens. We should have more uh, like you do. You run your, you know, outdoors. Your- eh? <laughs> so it's like I think that's something to consider, too. Uh, I think people, you know would be it's a shame because i used to have to low-key have the dream of like man one day you get like a a little divey spot with just a little brick wall and a and a stage but in i think the pandemic really proves that like those are those are the type of businesses that immediately falter when something like this happens now i don't think something like this is going to happen again like right away but i think we are scarred our generation (laughs) no there's no it's going to be it's going to be adults who are afraid of going of like you know of like the pandemic situation then there's going to be a bunch of homeschooled young kids who act like they know the world but they've only known homeschooling so that's why i'm just like i agree that we should socialize the kids we need to like have them like that needs to be part of it so yes absolutely but it's like crazy too because it's like you and i are on the same uh like uh we're on the same page but i guess it's like a northern thing but like uh i just recently read that some states didn't put teachers on the vaccination list which is yeah, that's no, that, that that that's absolutely crazy. I'm like, it it bothers me because I'm just like, guys, these are I'm like, you guys called them essential. And then when it comes to vaccine, it's just like, no, nah, they're not essential. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's 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 good. Uh, anyway, what are your best tips you would say for like, you know, just keeping yourself calm and in the zone for anyone who's like watching who's just like, what is the secrets for, you know, just being, you know, calm and everything Um, in in like comedy? In in the pandemic, in the world, however you want to say, what are, what are your best? What's your best advice? So, um, I think for me, the first couple of months of the pandemic got a little lost because I was so worried. There was this large rush of time, and I was so worried that I wasn't going to use it well. So my anxiety definitely like spiked up. Yep. And uh, I know this is like a really basic bitch thing to say, <laughs> but like making lists of things really. Can you, can, can you do? Can you do the voice? 
So like, <laughs> guys, guys, hear me out. If you have a bunch of things you need to do, like if you write them down and then you like step away from it and then you come back, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> I like weirded out, it like trips me out because I'm like, who's this terrible woman who's here with us? Um, but seriously, like, you know, so for example, like for me, I have some things on the uh, next list, which is like, I want to work on my website. I think like making small, anytime you cross anything out, small or big, it's always like, yeah, I did that. And also yeah. looking backwards, like keeping those lists. Cause I think I, I used to accomplish a lot. Like, look at how much you've accomplished. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if you had a list of all the shit you did, getting all your tech ready, <laughs> getting all your contacts ready, yep. getting that light in the back to look real fly, you know, That's like, out here. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like definitely keep a record of everything you do. Cause I know you're not doing everything you want to be doing, but you're yep. doing something. Also, I, uh, Never, if I have to give advice to anyone, whatever it is that you want to do, do not spend all of your time uh, looking at other people who have done it, but spend yeah. at least some of your fucking time. Yeah. So if you're doing comedy, watch old comedy. Watch it because you're going to cross a lot of your premises off your list. You're going to realize that sometimes yeah. people have done things that you have, but also you're going to be inspired, even if you hate them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even when it, when I did art, you would look at an artist and be like, oh, I don't like this. Why do people like this? And even just learning why people, other people liked it was, you know. Yeah, exactly. You got to, you got to find the appeal and then you got to find if you can like give that, provide that appeal for someone. Yep. Yeah. So like, if you can't get stage time or if what you like to do is like playing baseball on a team and you can't play baseball right now, it doesn't hurt to at least take some of that time and be like, you know what, let me go look into the history of this thing like you know like uh and and that's in all uh you know like if you were a cook or whatever uh but yeah and also don't be smirch zoom i'd be messing i had a zoom writers workshop and when i tell you six weeks of absolute fucking joy with these other people that i have and it was prose so we were writing comedy but yeah. like i met a lady from uh Virginia. We had another dude from uh, San Francisco and it was just, this, it felt like going to school again, where it was yeah. just like, <laughs> I wouldn't have met you normally, but so, you know, like if I, I, I would say like, try to look for human connections. I know screen time is getting tired, but like <laughs> sometimes hanging out with the homies on a zoom, it hit. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. So that was Zilla. And then we're going to go into the therapy session of this. Uh, but I do got to run ads because I'm a good I have good some sponsors for this one. So, guys, uh, if you guys are living in New York and Brooklyn and you guys are in Borum Hill, go check out uh, Someday Bar. They're owned by a bunch of great friends. Great beer selection. Three dollar tacos on Tuesdays. Eight dollar margaritas. Thursdays ramen night. Fourteen dollar ramen. Twenty one dollars for ramen and two beers. And Sunday they're doing a puppy happy hour sponsored by Tito's for ten dollar cocktails. And then also our other sponsor, which is actually my remote, uh, I'm, I'm remote sponsored. I think I'm going to bring uh, meme therapy there, but I'm also going to produce shows. I produced the bombies there, which was New York's comedy scene only award show. Um, it's a tiny cupboard. Uh, guys, check that out in Bushwick. They are doing live independent comedy shows. They do have an indoor space. And if you don't feel comfortable with that, they have shows on their rooftop. Um, they're one of the only venues I know that actually is like vetting, like, you know, their comics to make sure that they are getting COVID tested or they tested negative so i support them the great independent series uh yeah by the way that was that quick ad we gotta do this is, is so we're a, doing it. the game 
Yep, that's no, that's a game too. I'm like, no, what I said to everyone is eventually comedy is going to move past venues and we're just going to be sponsors. And I'm going to come out with a, instead of a late night suit, it's going to be a suit, but just like NASCAR with like Mountain Dew, like tiny cover, like this, this, this. I'm like, guys, okay, that was my set. Drink Dasani water. And I'll just like pour it on my face or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like, it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, if you can. I have a whole joke about bounty paper towels. If they want to sponsor me, we can do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, guys, the quicker picker upper bounty. Get it, get it for Zilla. She's here. I think he's gone, but he will be back. So I'm just going to continue talking. All right, until... I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back in. Hey! <laughs> okay. Hey, All right. Stay calm, everyone. He will be right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, that's a professional. This is why she's a Twitch. Twitch professional <laughs> improvise live. We're good because these are we're doing this with just our cameras and computers, and like people have full on crews, so we're doing this by the way. So, this is a session of meme therapy where I'm just instead of Rorschach test, I'm just gonna show you a bunch of memes. I want you to respond. First meme up, uh, <laughs> caveman brings food, cave woman shows her boob, caveman gives her food, other cave woman noted. That's hilarious. <laughs> Like, hello, that's hilarious. You know, they remember the whole thing was bonking ladies over the head and dragging them back. Yeah, like I mean, that was a, a a thing we learned about in cartoons for some reason. But yes, yeah, noted. That's the beginning. Yeah, no, that's 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 how it started. You had to that's show the, it off. The thirst trap starting. Okay, so you can see this one. Okay, so Russia and U USA usually Russia and USA in space. That's hilarious. Um, also, <laughs> Russia. Russia and USA under the last president is them holding hands as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that's that's definitely it. <laughs> it was, yeah. This was like this yeah. is like a weird niche one because I'm just like I felt like the, I I I saw this one I was just like yeah you know what yeah I'm like there's like this whole like weird villain thing like we're super tough with each other but then in space for some reason we're just like guys it's just the two of us yeah 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 also, <laughs> that's what I mean what's funny is that this like this when we were kids would have hit real hard because. Like, <laughs> Russia and USA were like bitter rivals in like every movie and like, and wrestling and yes. every kind of media and thing. Like they was doing things together, you know. Yeah, unity. Okay, this one. <laughs> uh, she's not cheating, bro. She's dating oh. both of us. We're playing multiplayer. Well, you know what? Look, shout out to my poly peeps out in the. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> this is a new way of living. I unfortunately didn't get to the the the. Uh, popularization of poly lifestyles wasn't in my 20s so if it's if you're 20 now do you baby live yeah, yeah. that <laughs> i'm still like you know my parents would never warm up to that type of lifestyle so that's like, okay I'm, it's okay I, i've been poly and it's just really as a guy it's really just like a lot of maintenance and it's also just it's double the bills it's double the bills you want to be a gentleman and be poly i'm like you're gonna go broke it's not worth it okay <laughs> uh, all right uh this one it's the phone with the seven o'clock alarm, seven o two alarm, seven ten, seven fifteen, seven twenty, and yes. then yes. just getting beaten. This is me. I've gotten called out before. Uh, there are some people who who like viscerally hate anybody who sets more than one alarm. Yeah, how many alarms do you have right now? Oh, well, it's <laughs> during the pandemic, it's obviously declined, right? No, because I have like. <laughs> Like I have my like, ha ha ha. If you were doing business and were a fully functioning human being with a job, and then I have my like, psych. This is the time you're getting up. So. Oh, so so you so you have a preemptive guilt alarm that guilt you into. I absolutely <laughs> have a guilt alarm, which is a fucked up thing to say, but yeah, I absolutely do. 
you, you, no. you, it's not as many. It's just two. One where I should be, one where I actually. Yep. No, that's it's part of it. Okay. So anyway, so we've gotten to this part of the show, which is um, usually me and a guest, we try to discuss an internet uh, social group or thing that's phenomenon, anything that happens. And Zilla is my fit is my favorite because she chose thirst traps, which uh, it's become a big thing. Um, there's a lot of fun facts I'm going to bring up right now, but these are the top search results when you type in thirst traps on Google. Uh, thirst traps, thirst trap meaning, thirst trap for guys, thirst trap apps where it goes TikTok, Instagram, thirst trap to send to your boyfriend, thirst trap psychology. So there are people who are like trying to really figure out what it means. Memes, CoinDesk, which I think that. I didn't know thirst traps could be a cryptocurrency. I didn't actually look up CoinDesk, but I'm like, yeah, it's valid. That's re- that is currency. And then what does thirst traps mean? How how yeah, so how do you feel from just like Google searches about I that love so that far? The last one is the boomer one. Yep. <laughs> what does the thirst traps mean? Um so I've been thinking about this knowing uh, that we were going to be talking about that. And I think that the thirst trap, when it originally dropped, was showing skin. But I think that that has evolved in the way that the internet is quick with it. You know, the internet yeah. constantly changed. The new thirst trap is the Vaxi thirst trap. Oh, it's, yep, yep. You yep, with yep, a shot absolutely. in the arm or you showing that you are still doing financially well now in a time where a lot of people are hurting. Oh, like, yeah, no, yeah, it's a financial thirst trap. It's the financial the... flex, right? Yep. So it's like, uh, we're not so, like, uh, the other day, I couldn't believe it because they were clowning on somebody online who had gone to see Salt Bay. Yep. And I was like, yo, like, the, it's such low capacity in restaurants that some of y'all is still saving money to go see Salt Bay in a pandemic, but. Yeah. Know. Yo, it's, it's, you just want to show that you, you want to, you want to be someone because I'm like, now it is kind of like Elizabethan times where people are like, they'll sell down for the guy with money because, you know, that like they're trying to like, you know, marry up, which out of the pandemic and like out of like whatever economic crisis, definitely real. And then now they use thirst traps for a bunch of advertising. That's like one thing I'm trying to yes. not not give into because <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, man, I'm like, this is a sweet, this is a sweet poster. And I'm just like, nope, it's a thirst trap. And I would I would have definitely been. Someone who went to fire festival like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I think the one thing, if I can say like one of the awesome benefits of thirst traps is yep. I love how uh, body positivity, I feel like you could be real good looking and still not know how to take a good thirst trap. And then you could be like middle of the road looking and take a dope thirst trap. So like, I feel <laughs> like, it, like it brought back a little bit of wrangling to like the average person because there is a methodology for taking thirst traps. Um, what like you know i think like uh, people do take some phenomenal photos and i also think it forced famous people to up their game because they if if a girl from the middle of nowhere in florida is taking a poolside picture where she looks stunning with with um you know very limited means that means you gotta try real hard if you're rich yeah. to like you know you gotta one up that, that mm-hmm. i know hbo did a documentary and they showed um how they falsify thirst traps, how they falsify like IG posts. So like outside of the frame is bullshit, but they're like, you know, like you've seen the one where they rent the plane, right? Yeah. You know, like they rent the plane cabin and they sit in it or like Bow Wow got caught posing next to a private jet that wasn't his. Like, I think 
thirst trap has kind of evolved to be more non-sexual as well. But like originally the thirst trap was like booty tooting. That's what we used to call it when I was young. <laughs> when I was young, you used to have to get a disposable camera and then you used to have to take it to a place in the neighborhood, in another neighborhood, because you don't want them fucking, you know, you don't want them looking at your pictures in the neighborhood. You had to go like... <laughs> Take the train a couple of stops and go to that photo developing place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how do you feel about New- where? Where do you think New Yorkers take their thirst traps? Because obviously you can't do the you can't do the tourist thirst trap. Like how do you, like New Yorkers? I feel like they have to go photo shoot, right? Because none of New York for other New Yorkers, you can't thirst trap. Like, oh yeah, look, I'm in Times Square, or look, I'm uh in Dumbo. I'm by underneath the bridge. Like that's not thirst trap anymore. No, I feel like uh it becomes more like oddly bespoke. Like, yeah. uh, so like, uh, it, it becomes like, so there's like, if there was like layers to like New Yorkedness, like where it's like, oh, he knows about that place. I knew a guy who used to take a bunch of, uh, he paid for his Gleason's membership, I think less because he was boxing and more because he just loved taking thirst traps at Gleason's, which closed, I think, because of the pandemic. Oh man, yo, he's he's gonna he's gonna be out. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to but, retro well, retro like, thirst traps. Gleason's <laughs> is like one of the most famous boxing gyms in the country. So it's yeah. like um I think it's uh what's the place by um uh, that's not it's across the street from Cafe Wa uh on McDougal. There's like a little Ooh. restaurant there with the blinds in the windows. Like if you take pictures of your brunch in a like in a, in a place with a waiting list. That's how you thirst trap in New York. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exclusivity, you're only... Exclusivity. Peter, Peter Luger's, definitely a big flex. Yes. And, <laughs> a, and a lot of uh, the thirst traps from that are New Yorkers or people who are at least more familiar, and like you said, outgrew Times Square, they're all foodie thirst traps. I think Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes, because it's all like, um, oh, you saw that thing on Vice? Well, guess what? I waited three hours and got that donut from Vice. And that's literally like that's a New York. Yep, yep. No, no, that's 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 a, that is a New York thirst trap for sure. OK, so um, this was another fun thing off Wikipedia. So it's the history of the thirst trap, which Wikipedia obviously has uh, on lock. So it's like thirst trap culture was derived from selfie culture. The term thirst trap emerged on Twitter and Urban Dictionary in 2011. Around the same time, Snapchat, Instagram, and online dating apps such as Tinder came out. In 2011, it was defined by Urban Dictionary as any statement used to intentionally create attention or thirst. So, yeah, I do think the vaccine counts as a thirst trap, the, you know, flex. Uh, In 2018, it was reported to have entered the common usage in the New York Times and GQ using the expression without definition. So, New York Times and GQ were just like thirst trap, but it didn't mean anything to them. Uh, usage of the term thirst trap usually describes an attractive person or an individual that they post online thirst trap can also describe a digital heartthrob for instance Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has been described as a political thirst trap it has also been described as a modern form of fishing for compliments because yeah thirst traps there are a little bit there's a little bit of clout that's now with it for some oh, reason. Oh yeah, you definitely, and that's why I think it has evolved. I think it's gone beyond like a good looks. You know, yeah. uh, I think it's um uh oh another thing. New York thirst trap sneakers types of sneakers. Oh yep yep yep. You got it. You, no? you know you gotta you gotta see. Oh, you can't be a Nike person dating an Adidas person. You guys gotta coordinate that shit like bra. Oh like, my what are you god. About? Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. And like, I, it's so funny. Justin Trudeau, if he was a political thirst trap, he done. Icarus himself when they dropped those pictures of him in blackface. Right? Yep, yep. I knew it was gonna go there. I'm like, yeah. I was like, uh, 
I yo, and he was he was like Aladdin too, in like the word it was like it was like you didn't even need to do blackface for this. <laughs> I was like, why no. why did why did you make why did you make Aladdin dark? Like why did you do this to yourself? Yes, like I, I was just talking to someone and I was like, you know, they modeled Aladdin's profile off of Tom Cruise, like young Tom Cruise, and they're like, No, they didn't. I'm like, Yes, they did. Aladdin is not even like he doesn't represent Disney, I think until uh Lilo and Stitch hadn't like stopped like, giving yeah. their their characters anglo faces they always gave their true, characters true, for the true, most true, part true, like anglicized like faces or like mulan or moana um yep. lilo stitch was when they stopped doing it because yo you could be from anywhere and disney was going to give you a perky little nose like yeah girl. yeah you had the, you had the cute little button nose and everything like that yeah Okay, and then this is uh, notability in culture. So thirst traps who've been noted for their thirst traps: Kim Kardashian, Amber Rose, Rihanna, Jonas Butt Brothers. Uh, and then it's just like they've made compilations of the best thirst traps. Vine was a big one. Uh, the queer women community was like a big push for thirst traps in the gay community because dudes apparently apparently gay dudes weren't doing it in the weren't dropping thirst traps according to Wikipedia. Um, it's been argued that Instagram itself is a representation of a giant thirst trap, which fair. Yes, I'm like, we were yep. just saying, yeah. Like, you know, it's become the thing. I do, you know, the most recent, if I could qualify by this, like, 2011 version, yep. the most recent one I've seen that was really a good one was uh, Gabrielle Union took oh, a yep. of D. Wade behind her in their beautiful bathroom in their fucking mansion, and the both of them are, like, Staggeringly good looking, and I think the towel was like perfectly covering. <laughs> just enough, just enough, yeah. just enough. That and is expert thirst trap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's a, that's a duo. That's like that's like they're inviting a third person possibly, and you're like, please be me, please be me, please be me. <laughs> no. And also, it's a flex of wealth. It's a flex of uh, good, you know, good looks, good union, and a good relationship too. Like that's yeah. also a big one. That's I think the funniest thing is when people. Uh, they they always mess themselves up. Not those two. They're gonna be together. Got, you know. Yeah. Some, throw some luck their way. But I think a lot of people do. Uh, what I do notice is they'll do thirst traps about like, especially like around like Valentine's Day brings a lot of them. But like, oh, my God. guy loves me so much. He took me <laughs> to a place. It's like shut up, man. Okay. And then uh, let's see. The last fact that they got is during the 2020 uh, COVID-19 pandemic, there's been an increase in thirst traps, which not not surprising, but, you know, it's just there. <laughs> should be. What else are we doing with our time? <laughs> yeah. What? OK. How many how many thirst traps have you said? Because I, I, I'm like I'm taking the uncle angle because I have children at my disposal. And I'm just like, fine, I'll take pictures with my niece and nephew. And oh, I've, done, I've, 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 I've been doing I've been doing those ones. I've just been like, I'm just like, I can't really I'm not trying to appeal to the party girl anymore. I'm just like, all right, cool. I just need a girl who knows that I'm not the worst person. But I also want to show her that I can be left alone with human life and it's going to be fine. Well, OK, so first and foremost, I have to say you do have an adorable niece. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, like, was here earlier. <laughs> yeah, like what? Uh, so I, I know my the last thirst trap I took. I actually the, what started this conversation. So I have a friend who's actually uh is a photographer, and her whole angle is like when um 
So she was building up her portfolio because she is doing a thing where like if a woman say like just wants to take pictures where she feels like really, anybody, regardless of gender, wants to take pictures of themselves and they feel really dope. Uh, she uh, offers to take them for them professionally. And what was really weird was so we've known each other for quite some time. But like there was a point where she's like, hey, because, uh, you know, consent is key. She's like, hey, I'm going to touch you very quickly. I just have to adjust something. And she would do these like small things where it's like she would just adjust like there was this one time I had like a bikini bottom on and she just adjusted the bottom so it wasn't crooked and it's like these are the things that make your thirst trap up for clowning getting clowned on twitter because people say thirst <laughs> and be like something dirty in the background and twitter be like no not, not, not like that like the leo meme like <laughs> that right there like sock think, yeah so like i think recently like um this like woman was like, here's how I prepare my bath. I don't know if you've seen this on TikTok. She's doing like rose petals, all this shit. And someone was like, you better clean that grout. And like, that was it. Like, <laughs> she was done. Whole, she was done. Yeah, the whole thirst trap got co-opted for the culture. And they was just running, you know, jokes on it. But no, for me, so a thirst trap, that's why I think uh, the negative connotation that you can, you can have with thirst traps cannot be exclusive to people showing their bodies. Because the bottom line is, there are economic thirst traps. There are financial, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there. So to me, if you're going to like shame someone for like being like, Oh, I got it. Let me flaunt it. Then you should also be like, yo, the person who just posted that they bought a new Tesla in the middle of a pandemic, like, yeah, that's a thirst trap too. Yeah. You no, know, like you, you, if we can make fun of this person, but I think thirst traps are dope. And I love whenever I see somebody like take a really good picture of themselves and they post it good for them. I just think it's, um, you can't post too many. Cause then oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't, you can't post too many or else, unless that's like your brand, unless that's how you make bread. Cause I'm like, I understand people. Oh, like, like a Kardashian? Yeah. 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 I'm like, if you make bread like that, I'm like, I get it. It's fine. But I'm just like, it, it is, it is a lot. So it's like, yeah, you got to like chill. You got to like, cool, cool it, cool it, buddy. Yes. And I think that OnlyFans has actually, um, the like movement and those people should be compensated. Yeah. So the movement and the, the growing popularity of, uh, of OnlyFans is I think cut down on the ability to just get a thirst trap in the wild anymore. Oh yeah. You know? No. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. There's <laughs> like Pokemon. I'm like, yeah, you can't get these in the wild. They had to be domesticated on yes. OnlyFans. Yeah. Like, or, or like Patreon. You got to pay yeah. now, baby. You yeah, know? yeah. 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 Pay, you know, pay to play and all this stuff. Cause I'm like, there's still like, there's still people who still like leak thirst traps and stuff like that. But um, the thing that I've noticed now as from like the guy's perspective with seeing a thirst trap is unless I get a DM to me, it's weird seeing I like I don't want to risk like sometimes I'll be talking with a girl and she'll post a third trap. But then once I see it go public, I'm like, I'm in competition now. I'm like, I'm it's, it's such a weird interaction. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's obviously too like, uh, you know, letting people know, you know, I mean, I think so. What's crazy is the flyer. I should have said that to you. But the the last flyer I did for my live show that never happened because it was like a week uh, after the like lockdown yep. uh, was a thirst trap. And I was like, see what happened? You see, I got ahead of myself. I made a flyer <laughs> and they was like, nope. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, I think. I do think there's a weird like I'm glad that thirst traps have kind of just like every meme. It started as this one thing 
and now it's just become so it's, many. Yeah, it's, it's evolved so far. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's many different things. But what it meant in 2011, but the concept of thirst, right? So that also yep. goes to the Urban Dictionary, uh, like, you know, definition of thirst. What it means, like, yes, of course, like thirst, like you need to drink something. But thirst is mean, like, you really need these compliments. You really want people to think that you're hot shit. And that's why I think it's it's kind of be- become co-opted by the foodie angle, the financial angle. Because now it's just like, look, I got this shit that you can't have yet. Exclusivity is more the thirst trap now. Okay. If you had access to all the props and all like all the like there was no financial like cap on your thirst trap. What would your what would your ultimate thirst trap be? Where would you be? What would you be surrounded by? What would you be wearing? What would your pose be? Um, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to do a a WAP reimagining with Miss Piggy. We oh, get, okay. All right. Oh, you know, uh, like personality so shining, celebrity yeah. cameo. Celebrity. <laughs> so you know when it's Cardi and uh, Meg walking down the the you know the hallway, it'd be me and Miss Piggy <laughs> <laughs> walking down the hallway. I'm I'm, 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 I'm I'm gonna Photoshop this just for the preview for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, like I think it would, it would have to be something. If I had the money, going back to being a comic, it would have to be something like low, like. Like high key silly, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm That's out. Good. Yeah, it's okay. Your I camera, your your, your your camera's cut off. It's fine. We still got the audio. I'm still. I, I right. can still hear you. But, it's uh, fine. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, I definitely do more of a like funny angle of it uh, than than anything. And I definitely, I one thing I do shun altogether. Uh, people can go straight to hell with their thirst traps with. Uh, like exotic animals. That shit is. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's yeah. Tiger King really opened my eyes to that. I was like, when they're like, oh yeah, people come here and just take photos with tigers. I'm like, what? And I'm just like, oh yeah, thirst animal thirst traps, tiger thirst traps. Okay. Yes, absolutely. And that's a thing that like is it, it 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 like people do that. When I did online dating, that was a big thing. Like people with like elephants and like. Oh, oh God! Oh, the basic white girl who has the—I can't do that. The, the basic white girl who has like the elephant shot from her in India. That's yes. like, yes. Or they go to Thailand and like they have to take a picture with the animals. And it's like they have to. Okay. They have to. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. So I I feel like I do it. What would you do for your? Oh man. Okay. So because I'm like I'm I'm very anti-capitalist, but after I saw Wolf of Wall Street having sex on the pile of money. For some reason, that's like, <laughs> like that image is like, oh, I made it. But yeah, I, I, th- I, th- I think that I think that would be mine. I think that like, so here's mine. I'd also do a black and white thirst trap just to add like, you know, just the art artsy finesse on that one. But me, me leaning off the bed and the bed is just stacks of money. Some girl's butt. It doesn't. I'm going to hire someone with a really good butt. That's all they're going to show. Black and white. Me leaning just the robe covering enough leaning and then and then for some reason just silo dice but like four five six up in the corner on the ground so i'm like ooh, did you see that bow and then in the back it's gonna be like it's gonna be some weird tv show i have no idea on like a big tv i'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the best tv show to show in the background to be like ooh, what's this guy's story silo stacks of money but black and white random tv show it's just gonna be too much it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like an i spy and that's how I'm going to get around it. 
I like this. What what show you think though? Would it be like Sopranos or something like super like serious? Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. It, it it have to it it have to be it have to be something like super avant garde. So that way the people would have to like search. It had to be like the weird season that no one saw, but also not like campy. Because like I'll say this sometimes. Here's the thing that for me things that have distract like detracted me from thirst traps is <laughs> okay someone said definitely watching Frasier. Frasier yeah. would be a Frasier would be a good New York flex. That would well, be no, a New, New York flex. You, you said avant-garde and it reminds me of I don't know if you've ever seen Belly, but in Belly they're watching Gummo uh and and Gummo <laughs> is this like very avant-garde bizarre like film but it's just like DMX and these people talking and there's just this like crazy uh movie on the screen and that's when we were younger we were like what is this? So that's yeah. a very compelling way to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just have Maholan Drive playing in the background. That's not me. Some Lynch or something. People will be like, "What?" Yeah, exactly. It'll be like, "Is this a is this a trailer?" No, I'm like, "This is a thirst trap. It's nice by if you you figure out who I am." Well, I'm so glad that you had me on. I have to go because I have to yeah. do sound check. We, we have to do sound check. But guys, um, anyway, we're gonna I'm gonna show v Zilla. We're gonna raid her channel. Um, are you are you streaming on you're streaming on Comedy Hub tonight, right? Comedy Hub, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're gonna raid her channel immediately after this. Uh, there's gonna be a comedy show going on. Her show starts at nine. Zilla Vision, is that right? It's Zilla Vision. It's at nine o'clock. It's yep. a good time. We yeah, do so, it on Tuesday. Yep. So guys, get that last half hour of the good show on the network that's on Comedy Hub from Twitch. <laughs> but then stay for the nine p.m. It's way. It's Zilla's there. She's gonna be hot off coming off talking about thirst traps. She's gonna have some great guests. Uh, Zilla, who do you have for guests tonight? Uh, who do I have for guests tonight? Madison Shepard, uh, Jeff Sheen, who is from the Worldly Show. That's on. He's also a uh, Twitch person. And uh, Abby Washuta, which I'm sure you know. Abby, she used to do the all the shows at the Lantern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Anyway, Zilla, is there anything else you want to sign off with and tell people? Um. That uh, support the homies. Look at the Marcus <laughs> doing a fantastic job, and uh, thank you guys for hanging out. I know it's it feels weird, but we're, we're genuine. We mean it. We like hanging out with y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're the most accessible comedians. We would not be on Twitch without audience members who want to hang out with us and talk about crazy stuff or watch Zilla play Mario Kart. Oh yes, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> we're much better at gaming than I am. But thank you yeah. so much for having me. Thanks, Zilla. Appreciate you. Anyway, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode of Meme Therapy, I am now on Twitch. I am streaming on Twitch most nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and then 4 p.m. Pacific Time at twitch.tv slash neurotic fodder. My Discord link is also up there. It's also on my Instagram. But also follow Zilla Vodness um, on all her mediums and platforms. Anyway, guys, see you again.